This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. 8.46, you're with The Morning Run. I'm Julian Ng, together with Joyce Go, And now it's time to look at some of the major business headlines uh, from the Starbiz page one. The Special Voluntary Disclosure Program, or SVDP, is expected to collect about uh, 10 billion ringgit from at least 1 million taxpayers who may have res- misreported their tax filings and did not declare their income to the IRB. I, I guess that's a, a, a kinder way of putting it. <laughs> if you have taken my cookie key. Uh, please put it back. I would not look, right? Uh, so if you've misreported your tax filings, here's your chance, uh, grace period being provided by the government for you to uh, declare. Or if you suddenly find out that you have extra income that you didn't declare tax That's for. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it so, just appeared out of nowhere. Yes. Well, the SVDP is a tax amnesty program that was first announced back in November during the tabling of Budget 2019. And the scheme had commenced from November 3rd last year and will continue on till June this year. And offers this they offer taxpayers reduced penalty rates for misreporting their tax filing or failure to declare their income to the IRB. So how it works is that uh, if you pay or declare your taxes uh, between November and March, the penalty is only 10%. Uh, and if you declared it uh, between April and June this year, the penalty rises from 10% to 15%. But if uh, you declare it after June or rather not declare after June and you get caught after June, uh, then your penalty would be between 80% and 300%. So, 300%. Uh, so basically, yeah. this is not really an amnesty uh, program. It, it, it's just a, a kind of a discount rate, right? That's given it's less penalty, but you still got to pay tax. You and should after pay that, tax for your, for your income. It's well, kind of like a one-off you know, offer. Tell, kind tell of that thing. to the guys who put stash their money away uh, in, in Switzerland or something, right? Ooh, okay, well, uh, recently, Julian, you had um, someone from the RB on the Breakfast Grill. This is a deputy CEO of Tax Operation. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, because I, I looked at some of the numbers from uh, Indonesia, right? And mm. they managed to collect much higher, um, according to some figures, the tax collection as a result of the amnesty uh, over there is about 40 billion ringgit equivalent. Uh, and then the degree of assets that were declared and that were uh, exposed ca- came forward to declare around uh, the 300 billion uh, level. So mm. I actually asked uh, um, Dato Mohamad Nizam Sairi, deputy CEO of tax operation from the IRB, whether only collecting about 10 billion is worth it. Uh, relative to the uh, amount collected, uh, I mean the, the total amount of tax collected, 10 to 20 billion is a lot. First of all, it's not a target. It is something that a lot of parties estimate that would be the figure achieved within this special voluntary disclosure period. Because, uh, for example, in the year 2017, the total tax collected was 114 billion. Correct. So you're talking about 10 to 20 billion. If it's from that figure, that is a big percentage. So uh, that was, uh, that took, uh that took uh, Mohammad Nizam Sairi, Deputy CEO of Tax Operation on the IRB, talking to us on the Breakfast Grill a few days ago. Um, and I, I guess his point is correct because 10 to 20 billion, while small compared uh, to the in- Indonesian size, is still quite meaningful as far as the entire tax collection mm. is concerned. 100 billion collected uh, from individuals and corporations. Uh, so this represents about 10 to 20%. And also, if you think about the shortfall that was created by 
GST, you know, we got a 20 billion hole. So this 10 billion uh, sort of fills that hole a little bit. Yeah, so this kind of is like a one-time offer, Julian. So according to the RBCO, Dato Sri Sabin Samita, the disclosures made through the SBDP will be taken in good faith by the RB. So he encouraged taxpayers to sign up for this program as he noted that the RB has access to various sources of information on taxpayers and they use big data that will enable them to track delinquent taxpayers. They do have all the information actually. I mean, not only looking at your bank accounts, they also have social media. They have a lot of other things where the Inland Revenue Board definitely can track how much you're earning or, or just looking at the funds going in and going out, given technology today. Yeah, actually a lot of other countries also have practiced this kind of tax amnesty or voluntary disclosure programs. I mean, you, you talk about Australia, China, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Japan, uh, the works, you know, uh, mm. all these countries have established uh, such programs. And quite interestingly, in certain countries, um, this really stood out to me. If you uh, declare or uh, voluntarily declare no audit or will be done on you. Right? Oh, really? So provided you uh, give a full disclosure, then you don't have to go through the trouble of uh, a Being full audited. audit. Yeah. So the audit would only be, I guess, it'll only be fair during the years of assessments that you declare. Like. It cannot be future years of assessments because who knows, you may be delinquent for the uh, down the... That's right. Yeah, yeah, it couldn't be forever. They won't be audited or tax investigated for that matter. So interestingly, in Australia, uh, when that uh, program was first offered in 2014, thousands of rich Australians uh, came forward to declare billions of dollars in untaxed assets and uh, you know their income stashed away in Switzerland and other <laughs> countries. Okay. So I guess it shows that this can be quite effective. Yep. Yeah. Look at Indonesia. I think there were several tax amnesty programs launched before this was uh, in 1964, 1984 and 2008. And they recently applied another tax amnesty in 2016. So yeah, it looks like the, the number of countries have uh, done this program, whether or not you know, it actually is successful and how much they will collect here in Malaysia. We'll have to wait until after 30th June. Yep, mm. absolutely. Okay, uh, the other news uh, that's uh, quite sensational, uh, the Edge on uh, Financial Daily today uh, asked the question of whether uh, will MACC probe help to stem the fall in tourist arrivals? And uh, really, uh, in connection uh, to that, almost spontaneously, uh, there is a news report that uh, Dato Sri, uh, sorry, Dato uh, Dr. Siuka Wei, who is also Ancom Bharat's executive chairman, was remanded for four days over 100 million ringgit uh, tourism contract that was award awarded before the GE14. Yes, yeah, so uh, Dato Dr. Sukawa, he was remanded with, uh, remanded with the chief of a private firm, Elizabeth Kenziying, and um, Su was arrested for abusing his position for rec by recommending a company through direct appointment to carry out a digital promotion campaign project totaling more than 99 million ringgit using the agency's fund. That's right. Uh, some of these details have been previously exposed by former Wang Samaju MP Wee Chu Kyung, uh, who was also the former chairman of Tourism Malaysia and he had called uh, in the past on the authorities to look into promotional contract between Tourism Malaysia and a local company uh, claiming that it had been given under dubious uh, circumstances. He claimed that a meeting on the 99 million ringgit 
directly negotiated deal as well as the approval and the signing of the agreement had taken place in a single day, uh, I think just right before the general election. Well, Sue is also Encom Berhad's executive chairman, Nalex Berhad's group managing director and CEO of Redberry Media Group. Um, Encom has actually issued, Encom um, and its subsidiaries and Encom Logistics have all said that, you know, the business is still business as usual, despite uh, what has happened and operations remain unaffected. And uh, just turning our attention to uh, the tourism numbers in more details, Joyce. Mm. Uh, so Malaysia has missed its uh, full year tourist arrival numbers for the uh, five straight years. Um, and it seems like it was implied uh, in the Edge articles. And, and this has happened uh, before uh, the, the, appointment, right? the appointment. Mm. Yes, but As tourism it, it does, Malaysia chairman. It does mm. imply that uh, Tourism Malaysia has not done its job uh, because a lot of money is being spent uh, in, in that sector. It's a very lucrative sector and it even uh, you know, is fraught with so much controversy, even created memes like um, Churi Churi Malaysia mm. you know, to mm. play on the Chuti Chuti Malaysia idea. Um, so um, what, what are some of these details, Joyce, about well, uh, tourist arrivals? Well, the total tourist arrival target for 2018, that was revised down to 26.4 million, um, you know, from an earlier forecast of 33.1 million. And um, looking at this, I guess what Malaysia has to understand is the trend of when it comes to travelling has shifted so much. You know, you can see tourists, they're still going to Singapore, they're still going to Thailand. I think Thailand is our neighbour. I mean, our neighbour Thailand is such a popular tourist destination. And you know, it's all about experiences right now. It's not so much as to, you know, go in a tour group and then go look at a monument, take a photo there. So I think we have to get with the times and, and maybe do a, you know, curate some experiences local, maybe go you know, go to the mama, have a meal. Who knows? You know, there, there are different kind of things that we could look into. There must be a reason why tourists, the, the, the arrivals for tourists is trending down. Yeah, I think uh, there was a, a recently something new on, I, if I'm not mistaken, on Airbnb where you can sign up uh, to be a local uh, operator because you, you a, a local a tour, tour guide. guide, right? Mm. Because you have a local knowledge. And I, I guess that's something that could enhance the travel experience. But, uh, you know, Joyce, most of the tourists that, uh, actually a lot of the tourists that come into Malaysia uh, Singaporeans, so which are our friendly neighbor down south, right? So they just, they just make day trips into places like Malacca and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not a small number uh, is also coming from China, right? That's right. So I, I, I mean, Tourism Malaysia data shows that tourists from China, um, they've started coming back. This was I, when I was working on the story in 2017. They're starting to come back after they, and there was a time when they stopped coming. I mean. A number of them stopped coming to Malaysia following the twin tragedies, uh, MH370 and MH17. And you can see that the Chinese tourists, they are coming back, but whether or not it's enough, or are they going to other places as well as they explore the world? 8.57, Fitch warns of a possible cut to US AAA rating if the shutdown is continued. Uh, so Joyce, uh, very quickly, this uh, US uh, could be in danger of you losing their AAA ratings. Yeah, this is if, um, I guess, if the government shutdown continues. I think what uh, Fitch is saying that that is likely to impact its ability to pass a budget. So that's the news that's come up from this. And, and you know what's uh, causing the impasse of the budget over there? It's the wall uh, that Donald Trump wants to, mm. to build um, and he needs a lot of money uh, in that uh, and, and perhaps even affecting uh, the fiscal health of uh, the US department. So Fitch is uh, keeping uh, a watch here. Uh, but back here in Malaysia, we also 
uh, have Nomura downgrading the Malaysian equities, uh, saying that uh, there is a possible sovereign ratings downgrade as well. Yeah, I think some of the reasons why Nomura downgraded Malaysian equities include the possible sovereign ratings downgrade as well as slow structural reforms, potentially higher fiscal deficit and you know weak earnings growth profile and expensive valuations. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be talking more about this uh, in the uh, markets section coming up after the 9 a.m. news. Uh, in the time, uh, for the time being, uh, Fitch has a stable outlook uh, in Malaysia's credit rating. Uh, so just uh, stay with us until uh, 9 o'clock where we're going to go to Bursa Malaysia, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.